Welcome to Booze E-Banter, a podcast where we take a topic and pair it with a drink. My name is Justin, and this week I want to talk to you guys about how I had this conversation with a coworker of mine, and in that conversation how I learned that we can really learn more about ourselves and kind of solve the problems that we have, get the answer to the issues that we have by talking to other people, and how when we vent there are other ways to go about solving our problems and it was, it was actually a really good uh, conversation that i had and now she kind of implements what we learned in her life and i do as well i, I definitely want to share that with you guys all right so let's pregame in this uh, section of the episode i'm going to be introducing any guests that i have i'll give you the reason for the topic and maybe if i have an intention for that uh, what that is for you guys like that takeaway that I want for you all, and to introduce the drink for the week. All right, so this week, it'll just be your main beat, ask me. <laughs> I do want to eventually find a co-host, but your boy got trust issues, so we're going to see maybe one day that's going to happen. Now, I don't want y'all thinking that I actually have trust issues. I'm just saying that because it's kind of hard to find somebody who has that availability, whose schedule matches mine, and... I really want to just get this out already. I've been working on this since December last year, and I just, you know, I'm I just want to start already. Um, but you know, as the show goes on, I'm gonna have guests. But I think a co-host would be really cool. Um, let me know what you think. And you know what? When I do have guests on the show, I guess I'll go based off of how you guys react. Maybe I'll let you guys choose who the co-host is. But anyway, so. This year has really been a major shift for me and the way that I think. Uh, I used to really think very self-critically. I had really low self-esteem, low confidence. Um, and it finally took me realizing that I do suffer from anxiety and depression and to seek help to deal with that, to really decide that I don't need to think this way anymore. And this podcast is kind of my means of breaking me out of that. So you guys are helping me in a way. <laughs> but <clears throat> so I've noticed that growing up, all I really wanted to do was understand people, which made me a really social person, just kind of wanted to figure people out. And by being social, I learned that in these conversations that I was having, Really, all I wanted to do was give advice to other people and kind of be helpful in any way that I could. I think that was because my mom um, used to have a, a daycare out of our house. Um, I'm a military brat. My dad was in the Air Force. So to earn income, my mom would run a, a daycare out of the home. And this was before I was able to actually go to kindergarten and start school. So I kind of grew up watching her run this daycare, so I, I kind of got this sense of wanting to be helpful in any way that I could, uh, try to make things easy on her. Maybe that's the reason why, I don't know, maybe I'm psychoanalyzing myself, look at me, big words. <laughs> anyway, um, so I always wanted to be that helpful person in someone's life, um, and really by being this person, I was really just kind of learning from other people's experiences, which ended up really helping me grow into a more mindful, re reflective person, uh, getting kind of like that life experience from other people without having to go through it myself. 
which I feel like that that's a good thing. I mean, I'm a really stubborn person anyway, so I want to go through it myself. But I was able to learn from these other people's into these other people's experiences and relate it to my own life. I mean, I feel like that kind of helped me manage life itself, dealing with people and just navigating social situations better. Um, so I kind of want to share that with you guys. So my intent is to never say that this is the way that you should think or what I do is right. You're just kind of on the ride with me. Uh, this is kind of my means of documenting it and sharing it with you guys. Um, I just feel like this shift that's really happened for me this year is something that I feel like I just kind of feel called to share it. So I'm kind of document it for myself. Maybe my niece will listen to this when she grows up and be proud of her Nino. Um, so I grew up with two older brothers and one's four years older than me and the other one is eight years older than me. Uh, I, I really do feel like one day I'll have them on the show, but um, you'll get to know them at that point. But in the house, the rule was if my parents were going to go out and my either one of my brothers wanted to go out as well, they had to take me, the baby brother, with them. <laughs> and they brought their little brother, and guess what? The girls were like, oh, my God, your little brother is so cute. So what I thought was their attempt at getting girls to I guess notice them actually turned out to be a little bit of an issue for them I thought that since you know the best way to make friends is to get people to laugh I started sharing some very (laughs) uh, personal little anecdotes about my brother embarrassing them and sharing these with people getting people to laugh and then it kind of got people to realize, oh, okay, um, he's funny, right? So they started leaving me alone about, oh, he's so cute. Ah, shut up. So then they started realizing that I was funny, but and then I got I got in trouble with the big brothers. They had a little talk when we got home, telling me, uh, I don't appreciate how you're uh, telling all my friends these embarrassing things. So <laughs> I had to learn that that wasn't okay. Um, that was breaking that bro code. So that had to come to a stop. But that was the rule in the house. So I bring that up because I feel that in these situations where my brothers would take me out with them, I was kind of being shaped into the person that I am now, someone who really enjoys conversations with people older than me as opposed to younger or of the same age. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I love people my age or younger. I have nothing wrong with them. I just... I enjoy the conversation of people older than me just to kind of get a feel for their life experiences not to say that people younger haven't had any but it's just been a kind of preference of mine ever since I've grown up being around people older than me and yeah you get the point anyway so the inspiration for this episode I was actually going to be talking about relationships but I felt like that was a little cliche and eh, I didn't really feel super motivated to get that out which is why this is barely coming out but uh, this all started with a conversation with a co-worker of mine Kristen hey girl what's up um <laughs> I got her permission to talk about her so everyone relax <laughs> but me and her had a conversation about the situation that happened between her and her husband how she reacted how she felt how he responded and my response to her started this conversation and we both kind of opened our eyes to a different kind of way of dealing with the situation and I definitely want to share that with you guys I want to hear your thoughts see if 
you think you can apply it in your life. I'm just telling you, hey, look, on this path that I'm on, this is what I learned. Pretty interesting. And share it with you guys. So hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, uh, the Facebook group, by email if you want. I'd like to hear about hear back from you guys. All right, so with that said, let's get our drinks uh, started. In this segment, which is called Fixing Your Drink, I'll be discussing the drink ingredients, how to make the drink, and some interesting info about the drink itself. The ingredients, what we're going to be doing in in this episode, the pairing here is an old-fashioned. Now, if you haven't heard about the old-fashioned, it is typically with whiskey. Now, you can have it with other types of liquor, alcohol, um, but I'm a whiskey guy. I blame my dad. He's a crown mark, uh, maker's mark kind of man. So I don't know. I'm kind of following after my dad here. But <laughs> the drink is more of a whiskey drink. If you're not into that, please grab another drink. I am also a huge wino. I love my wines. So if you're drinking wine, cheers. If you're drinking along with the show, cheers. If you're drinking water i don't care (laughs) cheers you guys so with this drink here's what you're gonna need angostura bitters simple syrup or sugar cube i'd recommend sugar cube orange cherries either or you can use or both Uh, your choice of whiskey or you know what if you prefer another type of alcohol in your old-fashioned use that and ice now i'm gonna get into ice in this segment here but nowadays it is preferred to use a huge lump of ice a huge ball um you get as extra as you want to with it i know um here in texas i don't know if it's everywhere but spencer's has these really cool ice trays you can make your uh, ice in the shape of a skull cool things like that so if you want to be extra go and do that and then come back and listen to the show when you cut your extra ass ice (laughs) so here's how you're going to make this drink all right, what you'll do is you're going to grab your sugar cube. If you are going to do simple syrup, it's about a teaspoon of simple syrup. I want to say that's the equivalent of a sugar cube. I'm not a scientist, so Google. <laughs> so you're going to put that sugar cube or simple syrup in the glass first. Now you want to use a whiskey glass because the drink isn't very big. So the, a whiskey glass is your it's a smaller glass. Um, and that's more appropriate for this type of drink since it's not a lot of alcohol. Um, I should say it is a lot of alcohol. It's just a small drink, small serving. <clears throat> so you'll put the sugar cube or simple syrup in, and then you'll add about four to five dashes of Angostura bitters. Now, I say four to five dashes, right? So with the Angostura bitters, it, it has like this kind of tiny little hole where the where the liquid comes out so it does actually come out in squirts so i learned the hard way this was actually kind of my first time making the drink um (laughs) so yeah it's a struggle i'm no pro at this so we're just gonna see how it turns out anyway so you're gonna dash that as close as you can to your glass because the shit squirts it's gonna get all over the place so the closer to the glass the better so four to five dashes of that and then you're gonna mix up this simple syrup or sugar cube with the Angostura bitters, bitters there. So you're going to mix that up. And once you have that pretty, the sugar cubes completely like dissolved, um, you're going to shake that around the bottom of the glass, even it out. And then you're going to throw in your cherry or your orange slice or both if you're actually like me. So you're going to throw that in and then you're going to mix it all up again. 
So then from that point is where you want to get your liquor. So I prefer it cold. Since we're going to add ice, it doesn't have to be cold. It's up to you. So what I got was Bullet Whiskey. I'm pretty sure that's just the name. I'm not trying to get up and go find the bottle. Sorry, guys. But it's Bullet Whiskey. Any whiskey you want to do, that's fine. So what you're going to need is one and a half ounce of whiskey. Not a whole lot. So you're going to throw the ice in first. So again, big chunks of ice, right? You're going to pour the whiskey on top of that, and you're going to give it a little stir. stir. And what that does is it kind of mixes that coldness of the ice with the whiskey and gives it a nice chill all the ingredients mixed around all right so we're gonna give that a little stir i have my drink made now i've spent a lot of time debating on this and i want your opinion i was thinking i would put as an episode along with every topic episode on how to make the drink itself so it would be like a mini episode on how to make it i'm thinking about eventually putting this on youtube too I haven't decided yet because I'm sitting here in my living room. I got no pants on. And if I am on YouTube, well, hmm, I mean, I could always record from the waist up. But then I I also have my glasses on. Like, my hair is let down. my I took my fake eyelashes off. No, I'm just kidding. But I don't know. Maybe one day. So I want to know. What do you guys feel? Should I switch to YouTube and show you how to make the drink? Should I have a little mini episode where I show you how? Let me know. For now, I think I'm just going to stick to this, where I just give you the ingredients, tell you how to make it, and have mine already made. So, before we actually sip this, I want to get into some interesting info about it. So, first off, the way the drink got its name, it's pretty basic, and honestly, it just really makes sense. The drink came about in the 1800s, didn't really earn its name until the end of that era, but at the start of the time frame, that was during the Industrial Revolution, and that detail is going to make sense in just a second. We're going to come back to that, but the people of that time were obviously busy with the changing times they were working hard industrial revolution a lot of, a lot of movement people getting jobs working earning money so i feel like at that time people weren't really sitting down having that casual event where they're actually having a drink i feel like it was more hurried it was like a quick unwind after work or if you're going to drink on the job you go and have your little uh, happy hour and then you come back to work and clearly over time that's changed because nowadays it is a very casual thing, but but at that time it, it wasn't quite there. Um, and because of that, it was causing a shift in culture, which was really just because of the gain of wealth at that time. Uh, wealth was beginning to rise, so as that happened, people started to want more of an aesthetic with their drinks. Um, people started to want their drinks to be a little more fancy, right? Like add juice, add... Um, other mixtures, things like that. The drinks started to become more complicated. So the bartenders oftentimes got drinks incorrect at that time. And then, you know, several people at the bar, um, that's so many people asking for so many complicated drinks, more likely the bartender's going to fuck up, um, ruin your order, or you're there trying to scream, I know how I have to raise my voice in a bar just to make sure that the bartender hears me correctly, um, 
So people were getting annoyed with that. Bartenders were getting annoyed with that. So eventually people started just asking for an old-fashioned drink. Something that was just like the basic sugar, liquor, ice, basic. Made it easier for people to um, put in that order, right? So the name stuck. So with that said, here's some interesting info. So in the past, like I mentioned, drinking wasn't so casual. There was less finesse. Um, You know, at that time, they really weren't even served with ice. So that was kind of like an update that happened later on. But what's funny is I found this so relative to my generation. Um, We want that aesthetic. We want every situation that we have to be an experience, a takeaway, something that we can put on social media and say, oh, my God, check out this place. It was such a good experience. That's what that's really what we're about. But I see that. You know, in the 1800s, it was a thing, too. They wanted more of an aesthetic. So the way that the drink was served eventually did come with ice. And then depending on the place, the ice was more of a signature piece, making it fancy, stand out, um, making it more of like a, like I said, like a signature piece. Which reminds me uh, of a place that I went to called Gloria's. Now, not to be confused with La Gloria. Gloria's is a Latin cuisine restaurant, which is actually in Houston, Austin, San Antonio. Shout out, woo, San Antonio, where my girls are Anyway, so Gloria's is so good. Um, and the one here in San Antonio turns into a little salsa like um, club, basically. It's so much fun. So anyway, I ordered a drink there. And it was an old-fashioned. Well, my old-fashioned came with this crystal clear ball, huge ball of ice. It was beautiful. It was so cool. I was showing everybody my drink. So many people were looking at my drink like, oh, my God, what is that? What are you drinking? The minute they smell it, Oof, oh, no. So not for everybody. It's just for my boozers because this drink is boozy, okay? So <laughs> that's a interesting little factoid number one. Now, two, the switch and sugar oddly wasn't the same in the beginning when the drink started out so in the beginning the drink was just simple syrup but eventually people wanted raw sugar they had that preference for raw sugar so eventually it became the sugar cube which was later on in the 1800s they started to favor that raw sugar what's really cool about using the sugar cube is that it gives the drink a really cool look um, when the sugar is dissolving into the glass Now, a reason why this stands out and why maybe the desire to have a sugar cube stayed around was because at the bottom of the drink, what was left was like a slurry of ice cold water with that uh, leftover sugar, the Angostura bitters, um, and of course you have that like lingering flavor of whiskey and which is actually what brings me to my next little factoid. So that's that's more about the sugar, how that changed from simple syrup to a sugar cube specifically. Now, because there was this popular shift in preference over how sugar was enjoyed, the way the drink was served evolved too. It was at that time when people were switching from simple syrup to raw sugar that the old fashions were then served with a little small spoon to help with people enjoying what remained at the bottom of the whiskey glass i love that because that just shows that one people were entrepreneurial as hell these people back in the day these bartenders were noticing little details like that and saying okay 
obviously this is a trend we're gonna make it stick we noticed this i love that so they added this little spoon in your drink to enjoy that little slurry at the bottom now that's not my last fact so years later after women's suffrage was underway and women finally got to vote hey lady boozers whoa cheers eh. okay so at that time when it was finally when women got the right to vote Prohibition was ending in 1933, which brought in a whole new wave of boozers, right? So it was at this time that fruit was getting more introduced to the drink, including oranges, cherries, or both, which is how I like mine served. So let's give this drink a try. Like I said, mine is ready to go. Okay. Yeah, that's boozy. Oh. That's strong. You know, I'm recording this late, so I'm probably going to knock that thing out tonight. It's so strong. Okay, eventually, what I'm thinking about doing is maybe having like a trigger word in every episode, where if you hear this word, you have to drink, Um, (laughs) but I haven't decided on that yet either. So, this show is going to evolve, okay? (laughs) So... While we get into the sipping segment of the episode, which is where we're going to actually talk about the discussion here, which is what I touched on earlier about that interaction I had with my coworker, Kristen, um, that's going to be the segment here called sipping. All right. So we're going to be sipping here while I let you in on this little event that happened. All right. So I get to work. There's Kristen at her desk. I'm walking up the little aisle. She looks up at me and I can just tell she's going through it i'm like oh she's having a morning mind you she's the mother of two and she is the most scatterbrained girl i've ever met sweetest thing what a big old sweetheart love her to death but (laughs) she's a little all over the place so I, i i'd like to check in on her so i go to talk to her and she tells me about how she's having a crazy morning um she was talking to me about her living situation currently her husband and her are working on getting a house praying for them that they do i definitely want you guys to get to the house of your dreams but right now they're in the in a different living situation right so that plus having two kids that are going through daycare school um it's a lot of stress on a parent so she comes and tells me i was venting to my husband and he was so emotionally just not there not helping me not even trying to empathize with me just uh, like he just wasn't helpful at all i was really needing him to be there he gave me no advice just being cold with me and she was pissed i was like oh oh shit (laughs) she yeah she she was mad so it was at that point that I remembered this post that I came across. I think it was on Facebook. Um, I'm a big nerd, so woo to all my nerds out there. I still watch cartoons. <laughs> um, but there's a cartoon that I watched called Avatar The Last Airbender, and it's on Nick. Now, to everyone who knows this cartoon, it's amazing, but it has a really deep meaning that I feel like is important to kids um, and just people in general. It has a really good story, really good meaning behind it. Um, now, one of the characters is Iroh. And Iroh is the uncle of this banished prince. 
and he is kind of guiding this banished prince um, redeem his honor to go back home eventually so in this post it was a supercut um, multiple little snapshots of scenes throughout the show where Iroh was always there with Zuko this banished prince um, taking him through life and finally helping him reach his best self um, and regaining his own honor in a way that he didn't originally intend to so in the post it talks about him saying that sometimes we help ourselves by helping another so Iroh had lost his son to the war and multiple other things had had happened to him but by guiding this nephew of his uh, reach his own goals and become the best version of himself served as Iroh's purpose and he was able to become his best self as well so I kind of recalled that (laughs) oh my god I related a cartoon and a Facebook post to my friend's life but I'm telling you I see these things and it just sticks with me anyway so point is she's talking to me about her husband and I'm like hey is he okay though like how's how's your husband doing and she began to tell me about how you know he's kind of going through it as well so sometimes we think that one parent has it harder than the other and I I guess sometimes that's true but I see that their relationship Kristen and her husband Rob as a partnership I think they're so 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 supportive of each other now I haven't met him but from the stories that she tells me they're they're a team and I love that about their relationship so I asked her how's he is he okay knowing that most likely he's going through it as well and sure enough, she was able to tell me, yeah, yeah, you know, he's kind of going through X, Y, Z. And I told her, <laughs> don't you think if someone else is going through hell and you come to them with all your hell, do you think that they're going to really be able to swallow that and then, you know, deal with your issues? I'm like, okay, <laughs> I know that there's been times where I have so much going on that I can only just hear somebody and be like, yeah, uh-huh, oh, 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 that sucks, yeah. But, like, I'm listening, but I'm kind of like, bruh, <laughs> I don't I don't know what to tell you. I got my own things. So I know that I've, I've done this too. So I gave her that perspective, like, hey, you know, what if he's going through it and you're, you're bombarding him with all your emotional issues for the day? And she was like, yeah, you know what? I didn't even think about it like that. And I'm like, well, you know, I didn't, I don't normally think like this either. I got this from a Facebook post, but next time, you know, for the both of us, maybe we should start to think that way that whenever we vent to somebody and we feel like they're not listening or giving us any advice, like they don't care to recognize that maybe that's, maybe that's our own ego. Maybe we're too self-absorbed. That we can't remove our own emotions to address the emotional state of someone else. Now, being the person that I am, I have a big heart. I care about everybody I meet. I want to make sure you're okay because if you're okay, I'm okay. You know, I, I just put people before me um, most of the time. <laughs> so the ego is something that I'm really still learning about, but... It's those I statements, those things where we're like, oh, well, me, my, like, I didn't get the help that I need. I needed your attention. My uh, f- 
feelings were all over the place. It's just all about you. But the minute you make it about somebody else, you take the focus off yourself. Sometimes we can get the answer that we need from somebody else. And this is why I was talking about that in the beginning of the episode, that I was learning from other people's life experiences to better myself. So sometimes somebody else's issues that they're going through, even if it's not the same as your situation, at times can be related back to what you're going through. I always feel like we meet people or interact with people um, for a purpose. I just kind of believe that things don't happen by coincidence, that things happen for a reason. And you can choose to see that reason, be grateful, and be grateful for that thing happening. And realizing that, okay, this person's in my path for a reason. I'm going to recognize that. I'm going to be thankful for this and learn from this. So going back to addressing, you know, somebody else's issues, I really think that it can give you a different perspective and help you kind of solve the puzzle of whatever it is you're going through. Now, not everybody is a venter. Uh, I know a lot of people do vent, but... For me, that was something that I did, but I I kind of lost trust in a lot of people in my life because I started hearing about other people knowing the issues about me and and then I just decided, you know what, this isn't this isn't for me anymore. I don't want to share what I've gone through with other people anymore. Unless you're a very close friend. I've I've brought down my circle a lot. <laughs> but it's, it's for my mental health. You know, this is what's healthy for me. So because of that, that process that I went through, I'm now a person who vents through journaling. I have a couple different journals. One's one that's for um, goal setting. So I want to get this promotion at my job. I want a successful podcast. I want to become more spiritual. I want to get a hold of my anxiety and depression. I want to be off these meds. Um, I want to find a more natural way of living. All those things, I want to be more confident, Um, I want to stop caring about what other people think so much. These are all aspirations, goals that I write in that journal. Things that I I want to manifest one day, I want to create this version of myself. So I journal that. I have another journal for any dreams, for any things that I learn throughout my day uh, as I go through the experiences with other people, anything that stood out to me, posts even that I come across that stood out to me that I share on my story. If you follow me, I post a lot of things uh, from other people's Instagrams that are motivational that get you kind of out of your head to think other ways. So sometimes I'll even write that in my journal too. So give that a try. If you're not much of a venter, if you're an introverted person, maybe that's something that you can do for yourself. But by doing this, I'm able to share it with others, people that I'm comfortable with, or even read it out loud to myself and say, hey, look, this is really what I'm stressing out about. And it it helps me kind of address the issue at hand. That's how I deal with it. But I really hope that you guys can start of, can start of, anyway, I really hope that you guys can start to maybe think about that in another way. You know, um, even if you want to apply it to your kids, you go to your kids, you want to Ask them about their day, they pop off at you, and you're just like, what the f***? Nowadays, children's lives with social media, good God, I can only imagine. Um, One day, I hope to have my little cousin Nathan on this show. He's in high school right now. And 
bless him, man. I love that kid. He, in my family, we're, we're a traditional Hispanic family. Um, you know, they're okay with the, com- the, the fact that I'm a gay individual, but it's still something that kind of was a little taboo. Well, now Nathan, he loves to color in those eyebrows, shape them up, put some highlight on, and he is taller than I'm pretty sure most of us in that family, and one of the youngest, but he's taller than all of us, and we, I live for him every time, I was, I'm like, yes, Nathan, okay, come on with that highlight, I love it, and I love that his mom is very supportive of that, yeah, okay, it was a difficult process, but she is supportive, and I love that about her, so one day, I hope to have him on, because I do want to get that perspective from him, and see what high school's like, but parents out there, think about that, you know, your, your kid's going through changes, they're freaking the fuck out, they're dealing with school, they're dealing with social media, it's hell, so dial it back, think about them, you know, ask them what they're going through, because maybe they can even shed some light on your situation going on, you don't know, he's a very wise kid for someone his age, but because he's kind of been put through the ringer with people, so that's another situation, um, even in the workplace, you can start to think about it that way, you know, you go to your boss, um, you kind of tell them, uh, the stressors that you have, I can only imagine as a manager or a boss, the stressors that they have, well, if you kind of bounce those stressors off of each other, who's to say that you can't find a solution to your own issues, you know, you, you never know, so I hope you guys take something away from this um like i said you know reach out to me on the social medias email i want to hear from you guys see what you think if you decide to implement this in the way that you think and how you uh you know interact with others i'd love to hear about that so that closes out the sipping segment now refills where i like to wrap up give you guys the final thoughts um you know remind you guys that we, we all need to kind of take a step back sometimes and realize that it's our, what we're freaking the fuck out about. It, it doesn't have to be so serious. So take a step back, dial it back, have fun, make sure you're laughing throughout the day. Um, laughter is the greatest medicine for you guys. I know it is for me. I listen to other podcasts. And to all the other podcasts I followed mine on Instagram, you guys are so awesome. I followed each and every one of you guys back. I love that podcast supporting podcast. That's awesome. If you guys would like to show support for the show, uh, feel free to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Remember to subscribe. And I mentioned this in the uh, intro episode, but still working on Patreon where you guys can donate a dollar a month uh, on our Just the Tip tier. Working on, uh, depending on how everything goes, um, starting up merch and, and things like that. So... A lot of things in the works, uh, a lot to be excited about, but thanks again for listening, guys, and you can find me on Instagram at boozebanter, as well as Twitter at boozebanter25, that's boozebanter25. Thanks for listening, guys, love and good vibes.